You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. both delight and offend in that special way only Thunder Talk can with our breakdown of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Don't worry, maybe 30-odd minutes of this is political. The rest is chocked full of jokes. Either way, you'll still want to beat us up after the show. If you're not producing studio-level music on your Nintendo Switch for your spouse in celebration of your anniversary, then you're just doing it wrong. Thunder ally John Rasmussen upstages us all with The Winds of a Storm off his forthcoming solo side project EP. Mark and Adam touch on WandaVision along with comic cover incongruities. Dan spews a bunch of obnoxious junk, what else is new? And Beth and Kavika get back in the habit with Warrior Nun in a new installment of What's on Our Tube. Lightning Lad, roll the thunder! Here's your winner and new United States Presidential Tag Team Champions, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Hell yeah. I am so happy. It's been like years coming. Most people are joyous. More people are joyous than not joyous. How about that? Uh, about five million, give or take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as gay women, the last four years have been definitely scary for us, kind of right. not knowing what was going to happen or not happen. On Inauguration Day, when they go on the White House website and, like, scrub everything away that has anything to do with LBGTQ plus people, that sent a huge message. Right. Absolutely. Uh, a terrifying, oh, God, they're going to put us into camps, um, haul us off in trains and disappear us kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> it was not good. It was not good. Well, I mean, nullifying marriages, uh, nullifying certain certain rights involving uh, joint property partnerships and whatnot. The the ability to have a job, hold a job, earn an honest living. Oh, for sure. Adoption, the, the, the being allowed, the fundamental right of being a parent. Yes. Y'all had a few things to sweat out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, it's, it's not a secret, but at the same time, we don't necessarily advertise that Kavika and I got married kind of quickly because we wanted to get married before the election. So that way we were already married in case they did try to roll that back. Well, how's it working out for you guys? <laughs> well, I mean, it's been good the whole time. <laughs> not to be all creepy, you know, Dr. Phil about it. Dr. Dan. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I can tell that Beth and, and myself included, there is a noticeable air of just like that sigh of relief kind of thing going on. Right. Um, you, like you almost held something back, a little bit of, of fear in the back of your heart, you know, th this entire time. 
I mean, there's reasons why there was a women's march, you know, right after last time. So, you know, this election, I felt like everybody I know uh, breathed a sigh of relief. Especially when, like, right before the election, we had a couple of judges in the Supreme Court going, well, we need to fix that part where they said the gays can get married. Like, what, what the hell? One thing that Beth constantly said... I mean, throughout this, and that would really get her goad, would be land doesn't vote. Yeah, this is the first election where I saw people having to repeat that over and over. Land doesn't vote. Land doesn't vote. The Electoral College. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. You know, during 2000, during the whole W's uh, selection, the 2000 selection, everybody, I'm not going to take you back to Florida right now. The internet can do that for you. I still believe the Electoral College had merit and had value even after that. But in the information age we have today, you know, your opinions, your values, the news you choose to accept as news, the facts you choose to accept as facts, uh, you have as much access to that as anyone else in the contiguous United States. You know, there's enough information at your fingertips that you can be a hardcore, proud Trump supporter in the middle of uh, downtown Manhattan. Right? In the, mid- in the middle of Hollywood. If that's what you want to be, it's all there for you. And guess what? If you want to be the opposite of that, down middle of nowhere, Kansas, you have access to those values. We're no longer shackled and, and, and held down in, by our neighbors, our parents, our dads, 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 dads' values because of this dirt that we occupy. You can listen to the latest Broadway show in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. You can accept the same Jesus or reject the same God in the middle of, of Hollywood, California. We all have access to the same thing. The Electoral College no longer has value. It no I, longer I has meaning. That needs to go. One more thing. One more thing. Voter suppression has Voter to sp- go. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Look at our friends in Georgia and what they were able to accomplish, even in the midst of some of the worst voter suppression in the country. We actually got a man on the inside. Somebody in Atlanta. In the trenches, if you would. <laughs> 14,000 votes ahead for Biden and a super wackadoo double Senate runoff bonanza to happen in like early January that could decide the Senate. And the fate of the free world. Mark Cray. Reporting <laughs> <laughs> hey, from the front lines. Yeah, so it's been a very interesting election. Georgia turned blue. I mean, I've lived here for like over 20 years, and that has never happened. Uh, So that's pretty historic. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, so that was pretty good. You know, the turnout was pretty awesome. Go back to the 2016 election, the African-American vote was down like 12%. And I remember when I heard that, I kind of felt that Hillary was in trouble. You know, right. And obviously she was because, you know, when Jimmy Carter was running for his second term, there was also a low African-American turnout. And guess what? He didn't get in. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's sort of a trend that you see. And, you know, so Georgia is doing this historic hand count that won't be done until the 20th of November. All the officials that have been on local TV as well as CNN, they're all saying that anytime a recount happens, 
the count might change by maybe a couple of hundred either way. Exactly. But for it to change yeah. in the thousands, that has yeah. never happened. Never happened. Never, ever happened. I mean, I might be going out on a limb here, everybody. But certainly some of the lawsuits that uh, <laughs> Trump is throwing around and the numeric possibility here in this dimension under Newtonian physics of them, of it actually of over 14,000 reversing. I think this Trump guy is trying to fuck with the whole, uh, you know, being president thing. Yeah, he's trying to delegitimize uh, the entire voting process. Uh, he's pulling some of the exact same things uh, authoritative dictators do in other countries. He's purposely trying to rile up uh, certain demographics. And um, it, it's it's really a travesty. Yeah, yeah. It's like if uh, Joseph McCarthy came through some weird portal and, <laughs> uh, and made rough, awkward love to a human. And then Donald Trump showed up. <laughs> Remember that guy that used to, uh, oh, it was a commercial. It was an interstition between, you know, during commercial breaks. And it was this really weird shape, almost like cheese man. And he was telling you to like, you know, dairy products are good for you kids. And he would sing, he would, he would end by singing uh, a hanker for a hunk of cheese. Remember that guy? <sighs> yes, awesome. Thank you. Like I thought I hit my head and imagined that. And in other news, how about we listen to something from our sponsors? Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. What is the Soul Forge podcast? Join Sean and his guests as they talk about sex, geekiness, witchcraft, Star Trek, awkward dates, poetry, life, the universe, and everything else. Interviews have included writers, atheists, a rap star from Australia, a reality TV star, and a sex goddess from San Diego. If you have a story to share or just want to listen to one, check out the Soul Forge podcast. The Soul Forge. Let's find out together. Beth and Kavika and Dan would like to know what games are you playing? I feel like I have done less of some of my nerdy stuff than usual this year. I mean, I have played a shit ton of video games. Like, a metric shit ton. So um, much Eve. So much Eve. I mean, we're... In, in a really dramatic war. We broke two Guinness World Records last month. Wow. It's a kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. You going Swarm 1? You won? Uh, no, we're, we're still going. I mean... Oh, the war, is, the war continues. The war continues. Have you lost ground? Uh, yes, absolutely. Who's winning here? Give us a battle update. I mean, it's 150,000 people versus 50,000 people. There, It's just like we're fighting as hard as we can, but there's just so many... We can only put so many bodies in the way. 
kind of thing. And they just keep climbing over them. They're like rabid zombies. And um, so they've encroached it on our space completely now. Um, every day is some battle of attrition. Um, the one where we broke these world records, you know, 6,500 people in a fight, you know, like that does not happen on any other game. The server, you could actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're somewhere in Iceland, but I could have smelled the burning plastic from here. It, it was, I mean, the servers were melting. Nothing yeah. is, we don't have the technology yet to support that many people shooting laser beams. <laughs> All gaming at once. And Eve is not World of Warcraft, everybody. In terms of uh, data intensive, graphics intensive yeah. for each and every individual player. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's a good game. So they're yeah. looking to eradicate Goon Swarm forever. Just get the fuck rid of Goon Swarm once and for all. Well, yeah, I mean, like you can't, you can't eradicate an idea, right? You can't, you know, we. But they're looking to put you to bed for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Because Goon Swarm, put... depending on how, you know, why you log into Eve, Goon Swarm has either been super awesome and rad or it's been the reason why a lot of people have quit the fucking game. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. We, I mean, some people think that, uh, I mean, we're, we're a, a, a blight. But, you know, we're just a bunch of good people who are very... <laughs> we're doing bad uh, things in a video game. <laughs> there are no good people in this video game. If you play this... True, there's no if good If you guys. play this video there's game... No good guys. You are not a good human. Right. <laughs> You're a pirate at heart. And you are looking to take advantage of some hapless traitor possibly some hapless traits it's bullying unless you stay in what is it one space well i mean you can't like unless you stay in high sec yeah there there's no protection like really people can just like so in high sec you know, space high sec you know so in high sec which has the most law in the game right what would happen would be somebody will just blow you up and then Concord, aka the cops, the will show NP, up and be NPCs. like, "Oh, you're dead," but we're here. <laughs> I mean, that's the limit. Oh shit! So it, it, it's a it's a game on hard mode, and um, I have played it for years of my life. And one day when the servers go dark, <laughs> I will fill <laughs> fill the void with hopefully some other space MMO because space is cool. I mean, at the same time, I'd still play WoW and stuff, but, you know, which Shadowlands, people, it comes out uh, the 23rd. We, If you haven't played in a while, play it now. Get, you know, they just did a big squash of levels, so pre-patch, it's, um, it used to be like uh, 120 was max level, now it is 50. Until uh, Shadowlands comes out and it'll be sixty. So. So now we're doing a WoW commercial. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Hey. That's what I've always just... wanted to do. <laughs> My life's ambition. Yeah, you remember? Do you remember those WoW commercials with like Chuck Mr. Norris T. and Mr. Yes. T? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And that was like after it had been out for like seven or eight years. I've never know. played the game, but I've spent a lot of time watching. It. I've spent a lot of time hanging out with a friend. 
a roommate. I love the guy. He's family. But at that moment in time, the only reason he was hanging with me is because he was waiting for like 39 other motherfuckers to decide to go run Molten Core. All right. <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to say. That was a while ago. That was in vanilla. Though you can play that again now because they have... Um, WoW Classic? WoW Classic. So where you can log into a different server and it's all the old stuff. You can He could relive those days right now waiting for people to log in. And I'm sure, actually, you should ask your friend. I bet they have played some Classic just to try to recapture that feeling. Always like the Scarlet Witch and her brother Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. Right. Always like how they started out as villains working with Magneto, but eventually both of them became the Avengers. And there's like a really great backstory where right before Captain America is getting ready to introduce the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, you know, they're both sort of having doubts if the public will accept them as Avengers and the pressure of now being a superhero, uh, you know, all those things. Um, and it was pretty cool. Of course, everything worked out great until Wanda lost her mind and <laughs> blew up the mansion and <laughs> used magic to, to depower all the mutants. <laughs> you know, but that didn't happen for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was good for a long time until things went a little crazy, you know. I know, and now MCU Wanda is about to go through all the different sitcoms of the decades in in WandaVision. Oh wow, I didn't know about that. Really? Okay, I need to check that yeah, out. The, yeah, and the little clip it shows Wanda and Vision stuck in some sort of sitcom world. Oh you know, no, living together, and she has all these sort of different looks including her iconic one with the horns and everything and according to kevin feige this is where like she really becomes the scarlet witch wow that's pretty cool you know like um i always like when wanda hooked up with the vision in the comic books you know it just seemed like it was a relationship that was destined to fail I always, I always, always blame the vision because he was just like, how can I be this robot man? I can't give you what you need, Wanda. You know, I mean, cause you know, it is a comic. Back in those days, the comic books actually were for kids. I'm sure that nowadays they could actually explore what that relationship would really be like. But back then yeah. it was, it was just like this tragic couple that was destined to fail and not be together. And, you know, it just seemed very soap opera-ish. And Marvel doesn't really do soap opera-ish stuff a lot. Although, you know, I always accuse like uh, DC Comics of the classic bait and switch. But every now and then you come ac across a classic cover. Like uh, there was a Daredevil cover where Hawkman, uh, not Hawkman, oops, wrong universe, where... <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye is trying to go after Daredevil because Daredevil stole the Black Widow from Hawkeye. And that is a real cover. And I'm just like, 
oh my gosh, what is this? A Betty and Veronica and Archie love triangle? <laughs> you know? So um, the cover was actually part of a Marvel calendar that I had. And they showed like a lot of iconic covers and, you know, gave a brief history of what was going on with those characters at the time. But that one really caught me. That cover actually caught me by surprise because I didn't think, you know, Marvel did stuff like that. That seemed to be more of a, you know, DC Comics staple, you know, yeah. where Supergirl uh, meets her long lost sister from Krypton and now is saying, I'm the strongest woman in the world. And Supergirl is all upset and she's saying, but I thought I was the strongest. And the other lady says, you were, <laughs> but you see, I'm your long lost sister from Krypton, which of course turns out that she's not from Krypton at all. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but there is a part of me that loves those covers, you know? So, Mark, did you notice, uh, since you're in Georgia, that there was uh, a flood of different commercials and people appealing to you constantly at all times? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. It got very annoying, in fact. <laughs> well, I think, like, you, you haven't seen nothing yet because come January, those two Senate seats are, oh. I mean, they're huge. Yeah, if I record something, I'll try to fast forward through all those political ads. And they're like back to back, back to back. You know, it's just so like, I think after a while, you're not even listening to any of them. But it is it is like the most annoying thing. Yeah, we were getting them. Uh, we had the uh, Jamie Harrison, Lindsey Graham showdown. But we're we were we live in South Carolina. We get all of Charlotte's television feeds as well. And so that was the whole Tom Tillis and the other guy that totally didn't didn't win. Mark, how was voting? I know that that was a stupid clusterfuck four years ago. My family and I, we did the uh, absentee vote option. Right. I mean, first of all, I have to say the state of Georgia was very good about making sure you got an application to do an absentee vote. Like, it seems like we got an application like every other day. In the mail. Oh, wow. And we sent it in. We went online to see if it actually got there. And then a few days later, we were able to check to see if the, if the vote was actually accepted. If the vote wasn't accepted, then it would also indicate that as well. Was this your first time to do an absentee ballot? Yeah, it was my first time. And uh, I noticed that in my neighborhood, the lines were not really crazy long either. One thing that's super scary uh, that we saw about the demographics, though, and that we really have to watch out for is that perception that the Democratic Party is full of elitists because, uh, by and large, um, that's not correct. That's not yeah, correct. I, by and large, correct. that's not true. Look at the average donation size of one versus the other. I'm not going to quote the numbers. Go check it out. Go check out Biden's average donation Versus Trump's average donation. You tell me, who's the party of elitists here? Uh, agreed. The The perception I think that we're having to fight is the majority of college-educated voters voted for Biden. Right. If you are not college-educated and you're a white male, you pretty much were all over Trump. And really what the demographics were telling us, there was a 
big difference between urban and rural voters. Yeah. If you were a rural voter and you didn't have to like live next to people, then you voted for Trump. Now, if you have like neighbors and you like to talk to people and engage in a society, then you probably <laughs> voted for Biden. It, it is it's, that is like the biggest takeaway from all the demographics that I saw. But we are going to be fighting certain perceptions. I think he did a really good job on the initial speech, you know, telling everybody, hey, I'm going to be a president to all of you. Yeah. Regardless if you you voted for me or not. I realize that you might not have picked me, but I'm going to try to do my best. And that's something Trump never did. He was always divisive and was trying to split up people. Yeah, it was frustrating to watch him all the time be basically having the attitude. If he didn't say it outright, which I didn't watch most of his speeches because watching his random stream of consciousness, whatever he would say, was too much for me. Because it was like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, but watching him basically be kind of like, you didn't vote for me? I don't care because I don't care about what you have to say. I only care about the people that support me. And that's who I'm a president to, is the people that support me. If you don't support me, oh well. Did you feel supported by Trump, Sexy? Nope, but I didn't vote for him either. Oh, well, see, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A white male who isn't college educated that didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. Always always breaking that ground, huh? Oh, that's right. That's why you're the boss, yo. Yeah. That's why you're the boss, blazing those trails. Hey, Mark, you and I were talking about how, yeah, Biden's won or is going to win but how fucking embarrassing is it that like what 70 71 million americans still voted for trump and his ideas and his way of life yeah <laughs> i i know i i blame <laughs> i blame fox news <laughs> right. um i read an article that said that because fox news did such a great job of making excuses for all the things that were pissing people off regarding the president, they sort of helped. Those people sort of were convinced that he's doing an all right job. You know, whereas I think like CNN and MSNBC and some of the other news outlets were, you know, saying, well, here's what's really going on. Right. Whereas at Fox News, they would just sweep things under the rug and or put rose colored glasses on and say, well, this isn't what's really happening. Or, or just say, well, here's why this is happening and here's why everybody else is wrong. And people tended to believe it. I mean, Fox News beats everybody in the ratings. Yeah, yeah, they do. You know, when a lot of news outlets say that they're the most watched, they're probably only picking a certain demographic of being the, only, the most watched. But when you look at the overall picture ratings wise, Fox News is number one. Yeah. And a lot of people consider whatever they say the gospel. Oh, dude. So yeah, absolutely. If if you're not saying anything terrible or sweeping things under the rug, sure, I can see 75 or whatever that number was, a million people voting for the president. Easy. What, what's, inter- what, what's interesting is uh, today Trump was tweeting um in fact about how displeased he is with fox news and he was going <laughs> on a whole tirade about how he they have turned against the golden goose his words he he believes he is the golden goose 
and uh, turned against him and to start watching this other uh, network, which is uh, extremely into the QAnon and uh, conspiracy uh, realm. Yes, I know that network. It's really crazy. Um, Here he is. Like, he has gotten this entire network to just pretty much bow down to him and along with the entire Republican Party. Yep. Um, and they've all gotten right behind him like stormtroopers. And it's very interesting uh, to see him turn against the hand that has kind of made him. I, I, I just I wonder if he does get people to flee to a different uh, smaller network. And he's even hinting that he might make a Trump branded network where everybody yeah. can just like go there to <laughs> get behind his gospel. Whatever. Okay. I have an opinion <laughs> about that. Right. First of all, Fox news has kind of thrown in the towel. Who is the anchor that's at eight o'clock? I forgot the dude's name. You're talking about Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity. Or... Right. He has said that there is no evidence that there is widespread voter fraud. He came out and said it the other day. And so I feel like from a business standpoint, I feel like, well, Fox News is like, look, we did our job. We supported you and we helped you. But they have even acknowledged that it's over without saying that it's over. And so I think that they're kind of pulling back a little bit. And Republican senators, uh, including um, Lindsey Graham, said that Biden should be given the classified The security briefings, the morning security briefings. The the briefings, right, 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 yeah. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I I knew it was something. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's getting a little ridiculous. Oh, downright embarrassing. Uh, What was it, Four Seasons Landscaping next to a morgue in a porno shop? (laughs) <laughs> that was crazy. Which, by the way, I want you all to know that when Thunder Talk finally flames out, you saw a dress rehearsal with that whole Giuliani uh, press briefing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like oh, so that's that a cra- classic. That was a very crazy, <laughs> like very in, very Giuliani um, to just like go like, hey, Trump tweets out, we're going to the Four Seasons, and then it's like. Four Seasons Landscaping. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think Fox News probably sees the writing on the wall. And over the course of the past four years, they have kind of put their their foot in their mouth a few times. And so they don't want to do that with this. In Mother Russia... ESO Networks U, commercial. I messed that up. Shit. Hashtag try again, Dan. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. You know how Disney kind of like puts films on an assembly line, but you know that when you're getting something from Pixar because it takes so long to craft, that there's a lot of care put into it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing Worldwide on radio seven days a week your favorite podcast app, and right here on the ESO Network. 
Are you one of millions of people worldwide with compulsive geekiness, feeling isolated and alone? Do you wish there were people that understood the thoughts and feelings associated with Geeky Flare Up? There is hope and a treatment program that can help. Ask your podcast service or ESO network provider if the Nerd Bliss Podcast is right for you. Or go to nerdblisspodcast.com today. Side effects may include butthurt, movie quotes, nostalgia, warp speed, becoming verklempt, becoming a brony, appreciation of cats in the movie, pantyhose, asking God what he needs with a starship, donut, muffin, or bagel, fat shoelaces, improved sense of rhythm, aiming to misbehave, nudity, and random arbitrary lists thunder talk exclusive (laughs) (laughs) welcome back everyone to the john rasmussen show or otherwise known as black market thunder toast mr rasmussen how you doing i'm doing well doing well thank you for uh finally giving over your your podcast to me as was inevitable but you never really you never realized you're, you're you're in every damned episode i mean i may as well at this point <laughs> you know just take take the money and run you know somewhere yeah, down yeah. in mexico have myself a cold beer and let someone else deal with this uh well you keep you keep changing it up it's like well you know i've got this band revelator and oh but hey we got this other guy and you know i did my own podcast and i'm also personally an interesting guy uh and now let's not go too far well i mean yeah yeah all right well, well thank you thank you boss <laughs> Uh, uh, now you have, um, a bit of a solo side project going. What's, uh, what's that called? Um, well, I, I really struggled to come up with a name. So I decided to go with solo side project. (laughs) Yeah, you did. And and that wasn't taken. Seriously? Solo side project dot bandcamp dot com was available. I'll be damned. I was like, well, uh, I guess I'm doing that. That's hilarious. That's that's almost strangely hilarious. Yeah. Once you check that and it's available, you have to follow through. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't do anything with it, you just need to squat on that till you're dead. Yeah. What a find. Yeah. You're known for broodier stuff. Uh, uh-huh. What's going on with this? Um, well, basically, you know, we had, Revelator was going strong, had a good upward trajectory and, and uh, or trajectory. That's that's a word. As opposed to what I said, um, yeah, no, the words are good. Yeah, yeah, and, and then we're going, and then uh, 2020 happened. Um, so, uh, and we just, you know, with everything that's going on, haven't been able to do anything as a band. Um, and I started to look at things to do, um, you know, to to get the the musical impulses out of me. And I, I was looking at maybe getting a, a Casio keyboard or something, and then. With with the 2020 of it all, uh, my wife wanted me to get a Nintendo Switch, um, something to kind of occupy my time a little bit too. Yeah, like get out get out of my hair, damn it! Yeah. Go uh, go well, play some Nintendo or something. Or something, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a Father's Day slash birthday present, and nice. it was kind of a you know keep your mind on something else during the during this time, which was you know an excellent gift. Um, right. But but um, so. I remember there there being a, a Korg synthesizer for the DS. Um, so I looked on the on the Nintendo eShop, and there's a Korg synthesizer for the Switch too. Um, so I started building stuff and um, came. This is the the, the single that you're going to play is is the first uh, kind of beat that I came up with and built out. And there's some some screw ups in there that I ended up leaning into and. Uh, and kind of built this thing out and it's uh you know instead of instead of the uh the more depressing stuff i, I guess this is my uh 
REM stayed away from doing love songs until they did out of time. <laughs> right. I guess it's my out of time. Yeah, it's uh, your your college love ballad. Twenty years too late. Yeah, yeah. or twenty years on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a a, a big anniversary coming up in uh, in January, um, and this kind of ended up being uh, yeah, just kind of for that and and for my wife, um, and I'm passing it on to all y'all too. Yeah, very cool, very cool. I love the angle. I love I love how this is all produced in your Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. All the well, all the instrumentation is done right. No, your uh, voice, your voice comes from your human vocal box. Well, well, yeah. Well, and the Nintendo is somewhat limited. Um, they don't really, they don't really give you a good way to uh, export the audio. Um, Interesting. Okay. So, so I actually had, had had to go, you know, aux cable out the earphone jack into the mic jack on on the laptop, and uh, and basically, I, I I exported out one one instrument at a time into Audacity. And then do the the panning and the and the mixing and all that on right. the computer and add the vocals and, and all that and, and kind of make it into uh, you know a more complete song. Um, but yeah, all the instrumentation is done on the switch itself. How can people go find that software? Like, what would somebody need to do to set up their own their own Nintendo uh, Studio? It's it's, um, it's Korg Korg K O R G Gadget. Um, it's also available on iPad, I believe. Oh, sweet. Um, Okay. It's just, it's just a um, it's basically a synthesizer emulator, and there's like 16 different synthesizers in there, and you you just you know pick your synthesizer, and then you pick the voices to use, and and go from there. And it's got little you know virtual knobs to turn and stuff like that to to kind of tweak in the sounds you want. So excellent, excellent. Now you're saying this song is dropping in a week, and you've got an EP following up uh, yeah, a the, after that, right? Yeah, the single is dropping on the 20th, uh, and then. Um, the EP is gonna is gonna come out on in uh, January. I'm shooting for five songs. I've got three fairly well fleshed out. I'm gonna be uh, having uh, Ben Perp do the beat for for one of them. You know nice. who I collaborated with on on Forgotten. Uh, yeah. You know with Revelator. So he's gonna do the the beat for one of them, and that's gonna be uh, the fourth song. And then I've got a fifth song in mind. So yeah, just gotta flesh all that out and for the January release. Sweet. Where where can everybody find you? Uh, well, it's Solar Side Project uh, on Facebook, and it's solosideproject.bandcamp.com. Well, everybody, you are getting the sneak preview of The Winds of a Storm by Solo Side Project. Uh, coming at you now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
So now that we're in the holiday season, right? I mean, once October hits and we get to Halloween, it's the holiday season. Um, in my soul, Halloween starts the holiday season. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Some people don't consider Halloween part of it. No. Halloween is a holiday. It's part of the holiday season. Yeah. So we we just had this giant ice storm knocked out our power, um, knocked down trees, pulled it on top of power lines, everything. And so once again, 2020 reared its head. And we usually have these like uh, festival of lights and <laughs> everything. And because of 2020, there's not going to be a festival of lights. We're going to have oh, to. I, my, my wife is just flabbergasted. <laughs> what? This year, I, I don't even think that we're going to do necessarily big get togethers that we have in the past. I do know I'm going to go buy some ducks because duck is delicious. Yeah, I've eaten duck. It's kind of greasy. I had a bad experience in Oakland with duck. Well, the duck was from Chinatown. I took it to Oakland. I, I don't blame Oakland for it. My wife tried to lie to me and say there's no Festival of Lights no, this year. The internet says there will be a Festival of Lights. Damn it. 2020 bringing your Christmas down. Try Sexy Thor's new Peppermint Mocha Milkshake. Oh, that actually sounds really good. I actually had that Peppermint Mocha coffee at a Starbucks. Please sponsor us today. <laughs> I saw a joke about uh, if White Claw doesn't come out with a peppermint flavor for Christmas and call it Santa Claus, they they should just go out of business. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Santa Claus. <laughs> tell tell Starbucks we'll play all the Josh Groban they want. All right. Just is that an old joke? I think so. it's so old. I don't even think I got the joke. I was like, Josh Groban. Well, what? plus, I mean, copyright. Josh, copyright Gro- Josh Groban. He's like Starbucks music, like circa yeah. 2002, I guess. <laughs> like eight, 20 years ago. We'll, we'll release Sexy Thor imitating Josh Groban singing Christmas songs. <laughs> no, I was living in the Valley at the time. It was Starbucks and Josh Groban everywhere. I worked at a mall. I was the assistant manager of a, of a, of a music store. 2002, holiday season, Los Angeles, California. Dan at the top of his career, yeah. assistant manager. Yeah, it was an FYE. It was an, <laughs> if, if, is FYE, that's still a thing, right? I don't even know what you're talking about. Did you I, just... <laughs> I'm, I'm Dan, and I can set up your employee discount for that Offspring CD. <laughs> that's real. 2000, yeah. yeah. So we're not going to plug my... Christmas album of me imitating Josh Groban singing Christmas songs. Let's hear it. Yeah. What is yeah, it? let's hear a clip. Give, give me the, the best song on on the album right now. Sorry, you will get that when we get Thunder Talk Live, only on Facebook, YouTube, and all your streaming services. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can make me feel like a... Oh, I don't know. What's this? Ma- ma- uh, latte Macchiato Venti? It, it was hey, it's still pe- pumpkin spice latte season. It's just the pepper. The PSL. I didn't see any PSLs on the menu, which bummed me out, but I was ready to have a peppermint mocha anyway. But no, it's just peppermint mocha coffee. Like, none of those Starbucky names. Just the peppermint mocha coffee. Yeah, well, now I feel like they should be sponsoring us. Yeah, oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Captain Starbuck looking right at you it's a weird thing to say man 
It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> There's a, a classic Wonder Woman versus Supergirl cover, and when I was a kid, I mean, these two, the way that they drew them, they looked like they were going to brawl. I said, oh, great. The two strongest women in the DC universe are going to finally fight it out. And boy, was I disappointed. <laughs> that comic book cover sold me because they looked like they were going to really duke it out. But once I got the book, it, was, it wasn't really much of a fight at all. I was like, wow. All these years, I thought... <laughs> I was missing out. <laughs> Has that ever yeah. happened to you? Has there ever been like a comic book that you bought that you thought was going to be, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And it wasn't. It was just a, it was just didn't do the job. Uh, not really, but I have noticed that a lot of comic books, especially from that age, that has a lot going on at the front. Like there's dialogue and people speaking at the front. Mm -hmm. That those that those covers are just unintentionally hilarious. Because <laughs> it's just something like way over dramatic, and I can point to a lot of covers from uh, Journey into Mystery. Oh yeah, from '72 onwards. Like after they introduced Thor, right, and the, and pretty much made the rest of that run that of Journey into Mystery about Thor before finally giving him his own titled comic series. There's a lot of over dramatic dialogue just right. on the cover that's just hilarious, and it's actually like not even that crazy or that dramatic on the inside. Yeah, yeah, like uh, there is an iconic Justice League cover. Uh, so, you know, I told the story about how Wonder Woman renounced the powers and, you know, she resigned from the Justice League. And so around this time, this writer named Denny O'Neill was was taking over the Justice League book and he was making changes. Now, the Wonder Woman change was an editorial change because the book wasn't selling. And so they just carried that editorial change into the fact that she lost the powers and, I mean, renounced the powers and then resigned from the Justice League. But Denny O'Neill was a fan of Black Canary, so he wanted to bring her into the main DC universe. And so this whole storyline was created where a husband dies on Earth 2, and she says she doesn't want to stay on Earth 2, so they take her to Earth 1. Once she gets to Earth 1, they don't, she goes, well, I guess I'm going to join the Justice League. And Batman is like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I'm like, okay, have anyone talked to, like, I just thought it was kind of funny that Batman, who also doesn't have any powers, is telling the Black Canary that she doesn't have any special abilities and she can't join the Justice League. And then they kind of throw in her face that, when you were with the Justice Society on Earth 2, you guys were always asking for our help. And our missions are much more dangerous than the missions that you've dealt with while you were part of the Justice Society. And I'm like, Oof. wow. And so she actually develops the canary cry because of 
somehow coming from Earth 2 and going to Earth 1 and crossing the dimension, she develops this canary cry. And, of course, then they let her into the league. But the cover, <laughs> the cover is very iconic in the sense that you see Superman and Batman and Hawkman and the Atom. They're all jacked up. Their costumes are torn. And you see her kind of like standing on on somebody's chest and saying, now am, you know, it's Black Canary talking. You don't see her voice. You just see like her boots standing on a Justice League member's chest or on the floor and saying, now are you ready to let me in the league to take Wonder Woman's place? And that's how <laughs> the story is. And of course, things don't happen that way in the book at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it made it seem like, oh my gosh, Black Canary somehow jacks up the Justice League. You know, and even that quote that she says on the cover, she doesn't even say that in the story. Like, Wonder Woman is not even mentioned, you know? <laughs> but I'm sure it sold. I'm sure that comic book sold and, and nobody cared. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. Did you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. My book covers the Big Bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. Trump has filed lawsuits and, you know, some very reasonable, very lawful recounts may be triggered just due to individual state laws. So the, the landscape is certainly changing. Uh, what is everybody's thoughts on that? I, I feel pretty secure that the peaceful transfer of power will endure and uh, Joe Biden won. For the most part, I feel secure that the transfer of power will happen. Um, there have been uh, remarks from people from McConnell to uh, Mike Pompeo. He, he was saying something. Uh, oh, there will totally be a peaceful transfer of power to Trump's second term, yeah. you know, and it was frightening. So here's the secretary of state, like not giving up on the Trump presidency. You know, he's showing that he's still loyal to Trump, but um, he's he's not supporting the American people at all. But none of the these people aren't supporting the American people. I get how in Georgia, of course, there should be a recount, you know, because it is awfully close, and that is some big numbers against each other. So when it comes down to the wire like that, we would want it if it was us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I understand that. But then in other areas, in other states where 
we we know that Biden won hands down and they're just grasping at straws and they're going around. They're saying, hey, we got a twenty five thousand dollar reward. Please, somebody come forward and uh, give us an example of election fraud. And there isn't any. And then uh, the Postmaster General, they came down on some like Republican uh, postal worker who said, oh, I saw evidence of it. Lindsey Graham like retweeted and all that kind of stuff. And then they were able to start the uh, the process of, oh, maybe there is something. And it went all over the conservative networks. But anyway, he's already signed an affidavit said, I was lying and I didn't see anything. And it was just like him being upset, you know. So those kinds of things, that scares me. And I'm afraid that th- there's a whole group of people that's will not respect the transfer of power, and they're almost looking for something horrible to happen. Oh, well, when certain people go through the seven stages of grief, then yeah, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the transfer of power will be all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Preach, dude. Preach. Yeah. Yeah, I think a whole lot of Americans are going to have to just go through, what is it? Uh, denial, acceptance. Isn't um, acceptance like literally the last one? That's the last yes. one. Yeah. That's the last one. <laughs> you know, depending on how hard you were hitting that Kool-Aid, some might be going through the 12 steps. I <laughs> I don't it, know. It, so depends it, on, like, it depends on how many of them have become election fraud experts overnight. Huh, yeah. So in one side of the country, in Arizona, they were they were yelling, stop the count. And on another side of the country, they're like, Count every vote. <laughs> you know, in Arizona, they were saying count every vote. Every vote counts. Yeah. And then it was Pennsylvania where they were like, "Stop the count." Stop it, it's the just count. Yeah. It's, it's it's bonkers. Um, there's no. <laughs> you just can't please these people. Well, I think it's fizzling like. out. Uh, you know, I think uh, Mark had a good point, and I think we all have a good point because Thunder Talk only makes good points. <laughs> they, it's it's the the weight of democracy this whole america shit that that they spit out of their mouths and barbecue beer freedom oh yes yes yeah, that I mean, yes fucking asshole who doesn't want that what do you think the goddamn constitution's all about it's about fucking barbecue beer and freedom okay we already all have that and if we're responsible we can always have that always they can't they can't withstand the full weight of America. This whole idea, the institution, the people, the government, the machine, the history. They just can't. They can talk all they want. They got pretty far, a lot further than they should have, America. But democracy wins. Or you're all hearing this a thousand years from now, because you dug it up from somebody's <laughs> somebody saved it on their SD card and after like the yeah. fourth world war. Uh, it's we're now in a museum. You know, yeah. I remember my brother, my two brothers telling me during the, you know, like I was a little kid, a baby. They said, you know, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, everybody in the country was on edge because they thought the stuff was going to hit the fan, and that's what this election sort of felt like. Absolutely, everybody was like, Biden has to win, and Trump has to go, and everybody's like, vote, vote, vote. And I guess I didn't realize that people were obviously (laughs) feeling, you know, the people who wanted him out. Also, there were so many people that wanted him to stay. 
Well, and even with the record numbers of turnouts and like new voters and people newly registering to vote, there were still a lot of places where there wasn't that good of a turnout. Oklahoma had one of the lowest turnouts in the nation. Oklahoma was one of the fastest states called on election night. When you got to Oklahoma, boom, it was as quick as California went to Biden. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, we know. We know Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. What does this look like moving forward? We have a, uh, what, a, a six to three conservative court, if I'm not mistaken. How, how much, well, how much power are they going to concede? How much are they going to work with Joe Biden? Something Wait, well, we haven't it, seen in a while. <laughs> I think it all comes down to hopefully we win those Senate seats because that would be rad. Just like what they did with Obama. They cut him off at the pass at every chance they got, and they were always trying to limit legislation, regardless if it was in the best interest of their constituents, and just for purely political reasons. And they were doing that because they didn't want to give the other party any wins. And even like a, they, like a football game, as opposed like to a democracy. Football game, you know, right. say taking a knee and d- d- just doing. S- Right. Certain things. Um, it's a game. It's not a. It's not a republic. <laughs> and, well, that's how they treat it. And uh, the one, the worst things that um, we're going to be working through. He has gotten over like two hundred federal judges into lifetime appointments during mm-hmm. his presidency, and yep. these are people that when you know somebody goes up in front of the court can really make a difference and affects many civil laws, many criminal laws. Those 200 judges and the Supreme Court have extreme ramifications for the American people. It's going to take, you know, 20 years, maybe even longer to get uh, an opportunity to cycle those people out. Thunder Faithful, it's Beth and Kavika. We got some... What's on our tube? Sexy Thor, can you come in? Can you can you do the disclaimer for us? We appreciate you. Red alert. Spoilers ahead. So what do we got today? We got a new series that we just finished watching. It's on Netflix. Yes. And it's called the warrior nun or is it just warrior nun warrior nun warrior nun there's no the we don't need a the here we got warrior nun my whole life i've dreamt about being dead i leave my body and i see myself from above a normal girl until i wake up and realize that i'm still the freak i've been my whole life one thing i've learned since then Life has a really fucked up way of making your dreams come true. So this series is 10 episodes and it focused on uh, an outcast, right? Uh, Well, let me read you the description from IMDb. It's short and sweet. After waking up in a morgue, an orphan teen discovers she now possesses superpowers as a chosen halo bearer for a secret sect of demon hunting nuns. Yeah, and it's that's I, that's that, what it's about. That is exactly what it's about, and it kicks off really quickly, which I appreciate because 
right now. It seems to be many series drag their feet for episodes and episodes before even the series kind of even starts off. And this one just kind of just jumped into it. Now, you yeah. do have to follow the characters and the 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 main character, Ava. Yes. And I was like, is this supposed to be Eva? Ava. Anyways, she grows into her new role as a warrior nun. Yes. And, you know. Um, it well, is- with her backstory. So, of course, we, we gave you the spoiler alert, but. Her backstory, she was in a serious car accident when she was seven. Yes. And which, she- which left her paralyzed. So from the age of like seven until 18, she was laid up in a bed, couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere. So, of course, once she gets these powers, she can walk around and it's like, oh, well, I can go live my life now. Yes, it is immediate teenage angst. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Okay, this isn't a dream. This is hardcore real life with superpowers. The very first thing she does, or one of the first things, is she chases after a boy. Yeah, she does some some stuff that you would think like, oh, okay, like this is her first time walking in years. So it's like going to the beach, feeling the sand, you know, doing... Doing some things, but then, of course, she sees a cute boy. She gets distracted by them cute boy vibes. You know, and Beth was giving her more credit than I was. I was like, this girl's dumb. Has she not seen any boys before? Has she not had crushes? But, you know, she's been brought up in a Catholic orphanage. Catholic orphanage. So very regimented. And since she She couldn't go anywhere, she She was stuck in her bed. Stuck in the bed. So, so she probably only had crushes on the boys she got to see on yes, TV. I that mean, was probably about it. And I doubt like the orphanage had cable television. So it was like the three channels that they could probably get on television. Right. You know, she was probably watching like reruns of, I don't know, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman <laughs> or something. <laughs> something old and nobody cares about anymore. Are in, and they're in some place in Europe, right? Yes. And most of these um, cast members are all new people. I've never seen any of these people on any other movie or TV show before. They had some really interesting characters. Uh, one of my favorite characters was... Uh, the one uh, Shotgun Mary, or, who was played by like uh, Tony yeah. Turner. Shotgun Mary. Cool name. Why do they call you that? I drink a lot. Toya Turner. Yeah, Mary was great. <laughs> loved Mary. I also loved a couple of the other nuns. I was trying to look. I was I, distracted I, you, you, trying to I, look I remember to see you, where it was. Like, you really enjoyed Sister Beatrice. People have tried to make me into something I'm not. <laughs> Is what made me a sister warrior. Yes, Sister Which, Beatrice <laughs> and um, who was who was the other one? Um, I I don't know. I was distracted. I was trying to look to see where the show is located. Well, the main the main character Ava is played by Alba Batista. Oh, Sister Camilla was the one that I love. <laughs> I really hope I got God's message right. Sister Camilla was the one that was in charge of the weapons. Oh, yeah. She was like a little dowdy, little 
you know, she was cute, but she was, she was cute. She I was mean, smaller than the other girls, she was though. Smaller, and I, she did I love some really good one-liners in there. Yeah, and I love that she was the one that was like in charge of the armory. She was in charge of like giving out the weapons and stuff. I thought that was fun. I, I think the reason why they put her in charge was because she was very analytical and a little introverted and so you know put put her in the dungeon right don't let her out to play but she does she gets to come out she gets to have some fun with the rest of the cast for sure um, so this story we're, we're we're following uh this group of warrior nuns as they battle demons you know uh, i guess from hell i mean where else do demons come from and right they're battling these demons um, in different towns, and we're, we're we're finding out that there's a constant um, battle going on, this mega war that's happening all the time between heaven and hell. Right. Yeah. But also, Ava, as the halo bearer, of course, she can see the demons. Like, once she gets the halo, she's able to see the demons. But also, demons can track her because of it and find her and so it's not like she has this great idea of oh i can just i can walk and do everything for myself now so i can just go off and live my life now and it's like "Mm, not so fast (laughs) because demons can track you and they want the halo they're going to come look for you whether you like it or not you belong to the order of the cruciform sword devout women who have dedicated their lives to fighting an ancient evil Whoever bears the halo is a new champion, a warrior not. I'm sorry, can we maybe jump to the part where any of this has anything to do with me? She wanted to have nothing to do with this, and it isn't until later that she finds out that there is no getting away, and any person that is associated with you will probably die horribly. So Because the demons, even though the demon may not show up exactly where she is... While she's there, the demon can show up after she's left. So it's like if she's hanging out with cute boy where he lives and she leaves and he's still there, the demon might show up like two days later and murder him. So she can't exactly just run away from this. There are um, some really cool plot twists, I I, I thought, in this show. And then there was also the storyline of kind of like religion versus science because there's the corporation with the scientists and this woman who like basically wants to open up a gate between ladies and gentlemen we're entering a new era of enlightenment heaven does exist because i discovered a gateway to it this gate right if if we were to see a gate a wormhole you know things like that would would need energy and being a scientist, being an entrepreneur, you'd be like, hey, how can I capitalize on this energy? Maybe it's free energy. Where do I get this energy? Well, also, it's like she was wanting to open up a door between the real world and not exactly the afterlife, but sort of the afterlife. Well, it, it's all it's it was all speculative, right? We, we don't she know. Wasn't, she she wasn't, didn't know. She didn't know where she was going to go. Um, but she was intrigued as anybody with an inquisitive and curious mind, you know, uh, because of course, since it's, uh, all related to Catholicism, uh, and so deeply rooted with, um, 
in the Vatican. And right. So they're, they're in all those like little hidden Vatican secrets that we all like think about sometimes or, you know, there was all this treasure of knowledge that uh, the Vatican stored in their library for many, many centuries, but they didn't want it getting out because they were worried that the church would lose its power or its grip on people. They kind of deal with some of that, right. I think, too. It, so it was an interesting story. I, I didn't know exactly if I'd like it or not. I mean, the way we ultimately decided to watch it was we looked on Rotten Tomatoes, right? And we were like, oh, is this good enough? Like, <laughs> that we would want to even give our time. Because anytime that you go into a series and it's, a, you know, 10 episodes at least long... You're like, oh, man, you know, this is many hours of my life that I will not get back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, this show, the first season definitely is kind of all the backstory and all the setup for what's to come. Yeah. So you you just said first season. So is it been has it been confirmed yet? Yes. I mean, we we know that there's going to be a second season. Yes. Very cool. We do have new twists that we don't want to talk about. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, what do we tell the Thunder Faithful? Should they log into Netflix and give this show a shot? I think so. I really enjoyed it. There's lots of action. There, you know. Okay. There's So how many Hail Marys out of 10 do we give this show? <laughs> uh, eight and a half? Eight and a half know. Hail Marys. I, I, I would probably give it about seven and a half Hail Marys. I think it is something i don't know it's it's a pretty good show to watch it jumped right in but i f- i felt like you thought there was too much there was before she like finally accepted like yes. okay i'm gonna have to do this the, the you know whenever you spend all these episodes in the beginning and like in your teeter tottering and oh i always think of myself if i was put into this circumstance Am I going to go ahead and uh, embrace it and just get on with it? Or am I going to go and chase, like, random boys around? No, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, if I'm gifted powers, I, I would want to learn about them. I'd want. But you've I, also never been bedridden for more than half your life either. N- true. I mean. So. But there was just that first part. There, uh, I am not a fan. I will let you know right now. I am not a fan of teenage angst. And I really, that whole psyche, I was never angsty. Really. I feel I was, like that's a lie. I wasn't. I feel like no. you're lying to the Thunder Faithful right now. Well, okay. Well, I, I give this show seven and a half Hail Mary, or yes, Hail Marys. And uh-huh. um, yeah, so give it a watch. You know, it's The Warrior Nun, and you can find it on Netflix right now. Yeah, and if you guys watch it, tell us what you think. Hit us up on the socials and tell us what you think. Or uh, get in that Thunder Faithful Facebook group, because we would love to hear your thoughts. And that's another episode of What's on r Um, I want to take a quick break. Enjoy this commercial for uh, Sexy Thor's Burgers. Ha! Ha! He gives a gentle kiss to everyone. What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? 
What? We're Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. The next evolutionary leap in the Thunderverse has arrived. The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? Every show. What? 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 You come up around here wetting in sexy Thor's yard like he's anything but the hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, marking out but never tapping out Lord of Thunder, like you would do anything but sit down, open your ears, and take in the Ring of Thunder wherever you find your podcasts like you would find any other podcasts in the Thunderverse or the ESO Network. Adam, you need to open up a barcade. I can run the business aspect of it. I do Sexy have Thor slots. I don't know. <laughs> Sexy Thor slots. <laughs> well, what kind of barcade is this? Yeah. Hello. We- Opening right next to Swingin' Richards. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, what games would you put in your barcade? Definitely all the Mortal Kombat machines. Okay. Mortal Kombat's a good one. Yeah. Yes, because I've spent most of my life, at least from middle school onwards, always searching out for like that rare arcade that still has like any of the Mortal Kombat arcade machines. So if I'm opening my own arcade, I'm just bringing it all back. <laughs> it's one wall of just Mortal Kombat machines. Hell yeah. I I always liked the ones that were more than two player, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Simpsons. I always loved all of those. I know there was like one of the X-Men arcade games at Dragon Con that I saw in the little arcade over a year ago, but I didn't get to play it. I just played Mortal Kombat 2 and Tekken Tag Tournament. That's cool. I, I don't know what game I, I would put in your arcade. I, I would I would go for some of the classics, like a must-have would be like the weird shooty basketball game where, where you just like try to shoot as many basketballs as you can. And, but you just get all these tickets, and then you go get like crazy straws because that's 4,000 tickets equals one crazy <laughs> straw or something, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you go, you got to have those. You got to have skee-ball and some good pinball machines. God, we don't have any pinball machines, but I do play the shit out of some skee-ball and uh, basketball while on the clock. Nice. <laughs> good. But I'm allowed to because it's part of knowing the job. There you go. I mean, you're doing research. Exactly. Market research. <laughs> I take my job very seriously. When I was in high school, the Mazios had like a couple of video games, and one of them was a pinball machine called Funhouse, and it had like a creepy like marionette doll head in there, and you try to hit the ball in his mouth and stuff. Good times. Creepy. There's this new barcade that we just drove by today. I think it's like something like up or, you know, down up. Up down. Up down. Up down. And I'm sure that they have, like, bar food, you know, like, crappy pizza, crappy beers, you know, wings. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope so. Up Down, not to be confused with YouTube channel Up Up Down Down. Hashtag Sexy Thor for (laughs) UUDD. There you go. Yeah, I would also have on my menu just, like, a good variety of wings. Okay, 
so are are you a a saucy boy or a crunchy boy or or so what i'm saying is are you more like buffalo wild wings or hooter type wing so heavily breaded or a baked wing tossed with uh sauces i'm a saucy boy a saucy boy <laughs> i'm a saucy boy too <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. tossed in the stuff it's tossed in the sauce the sauce <laughs> yep the the whole barcade is called sexy thor's slots and the r- restaurant part is called saucy thor's stuff <laughs> tossed in the sauce i don't know i know i just say just go with sexy thor's tossed in the sauce You know, something silly. Saucy Thor. Live from Studio A, WTLK, The Thunder. So welcome back, Thunderburst, to WTLK. Yep, I was conspicuously absent last episode. So where have I been? Well, October was pretty much... One of the most hectic months ever. But now it's over, and I am back. And also, there's a sense of uh, excitement. Looking forward to Christmas. Strangely enough, looking forward to Halloween being over, which is definitely uncharacteristic of me. But hey, 2020, am I right? I guess between working two jobs briefly during that month and also... The fact that couldn't really go anywhere, just had to, I don't know, not throw in the towel, but do what I could to make the best out of 2020, even though, or make the best out of Halloween, that is. But alas, and while it's been quite a productive October with also the Fall Horseman Days of Halloween videos, which was an absolute pleasure to work on for my video and watch everybody else's yeah it just wasn't the same without you know going to haunts every saturday night and of course having that epic moser halloween party of course then again it also didn't help that i ended up instead working pretty much every saturday night instead so it's like the exact polar opposite There wasn't really that middle, except for like one Saturday where I got to be home that night. It was just, instead of going to North Carolina, or even better, Georgia, for haunts, it was just regular old in-town. But, of course, as you'll hear, it's definitely a quite different situation working Saturday nights nowadays, thanks to what I guess we will affectionately call, until I make it a reality, Sexy Thor slots. And of course, if this is before the segment that has uh, me and Beth and Kavika talking about planning a barcade called Sexy Thor slots, then this will just sound really awkward. But you know what? That's just part of the magic of Thunder Talk. But now I'm here, I'm not as busy, I'm a lot more clear-headed and focused than I was a month ago and also oh yeah because with Ring of Thunder on well as well doing two jobs trying to watch the wrestling and then trying to talk about the wrestling on Ring of Thunder yeah where do I have the time to do a WTLK I mean that might involve sacrificing some sleep but I'm 
almost completely adamantly against sacrificing anything for sleep. Hence why, even though I close five days a week now, I also have a job where I can be off around 11-ish, 12-ish, right around my proper bedtime. Because, I guess, I'm just old. But also, I did change things up a little bit on Ring of Thunder. For better or for worse, I don't know. But this is the only way I could keep the show going between what time I have and what capacity I have for slogging through things because the old scripting things exactly and then rating it off was just making podcasting a lot less fun except for of course the times where we'd hop on the zoom with Dan, Beth, Kavika, and Mark and you know we just free associate about something so now with WTLK and also with Ring of Thunder both of which you should be checking out I am now <clears throat> just pretty much free associating off the top of my head. It might help, you know, in the future if I have any opportunities to do uh, promos or anything. Wink, nudge, wink, nudge, maybe, huh? But of course, I do have some pieces of news here to gallivant about. I mean, nothing really about movies except, like, I read last night that. Warner Brothers is considering like a limited theatrical release of Wonder Woman 1984 before putting it on HBO Max, which nowadays is all good and fine with me. In fact, I'm a little bummed that the movie Freaky, which came out today, which is like a horror comedy version of Freaky Friday with uh, Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, while it's in whatever theaters are actually open right now, but it's... It hasn't done that thing where it also releases on video on demand, so I am actually quite bummed about that. But also, we do have official dates for Arrowverse shows. The new season of Batwoman, which also released its first look as Javicio Leslie as the new Batwoman. That'll be premiering January 17th. Then Black Lightning will be coming back February 8th. The Flash will be coming back February 23rd along with Superman and Lois. And then the final season of Supergirl, and hopefully not the final season of Legends of Tomorrow, will be debuting around the mid-season. Whatever that is, I don't know, because all this schedule is screwy. So, uh, I don't know, maybe summer? Which is technically supposed to be the off-season, but that, I guess, could be the mid-season? I don't know, I mean... We've got like an extended Walking Dead season happening during that time. And then apparently the final season of Walking Dead will begin as normal. is going to be weird. I mean, I don't want to say like that in a negative way. It's just, I guess it's probably going to be the awkward phase transitioning back into as much of normal fun times as we can get but hopefully that still means you know later that year there will be haunts and dragon con and stuff maybe we'll see but something that is going on right now is we've got the mandalorian back and spoiler alert if you haven't seen episode three skip ahead beep 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 just giving you more chances just skipping ahead but this is finally the episode that Mercedes Vernado, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, the current SmackDown Women's Champion, has made 
her Star Wars debut. She plays Cosca Reeves, who is a Mandalorian who is with, again, spoiler alert, Bo-Katan from Clone Wars, played by Katie Sackhoff. So, you wanted your cameos? I mean, we already had our little sort of almost post-credits, right before the credits cameo, that first episode of Boba Fett. Still, spoiler alert, but it's been out for a couple weeks, so come on, man, get on that train. And, so yeah, and she did sort of say when she was on the New Day podcast, she did say episodes instead of episodes, so perhaps we'll get more of uh, Casca and Bo-Katan and all that good stuff. And towards the end of the episode, Bo-Katan did reference uh, another name you might be familiar with. I won't say that, but we'll see. It is uh, exciting times up ahead. But, you know, considering she's SmackDown Women's Champion and now a character in Star Wars, I guess, I mean, Fridays are her day. I don't know if you've ever considered Friday your day, but if you do, well, uh, it's Sasha slash Mercedes day more. And that's just the Odin honest truth. But speaking of Odin, over in the video game world, that is such a weird segue. The Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 have been released th this past week, along with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And there's where the Odin transition comes in, because I haven't gotten that far in the game, honestly. But I have already seen Odin so far. And, of course, there is eventually going to be a level, I believe, according to what I've clumsily scoured through the YouTubes for, that you will actually be able to get to go to Asgard, aka Studio A, maybe. And so there's all that. Whether Basic Thor, as we call the more well-known Thor, is might be in the game, I don't know. But they didn't ask me to be in the game, so I'm kind of just, just like, whatever. Fine. Your loss. And another game that has to do with WTLK stuff is out here is <clears throat> Spider-Man Miles Morales. Made by the same people who played that amazing 2018 Spider-Man game that I still haven't played because I do not own a PlayStation 4. This is uh, still just a sad fact, but... Hey, good on y'all. PS4 and PS5 owners, you get to be Miles Morales, but it's okay. I can still watch into the Spider-Verse, and that is never an L to be taken. In fact, it's not even an L at all. And another thing that's taken an L, or hasn't taken an L, is WandaVision, because it is no longer coming in uh, December 2020, but it will be released officially on January 15th, 2021. And now I've heard that people online are griping about how it's not till 2021, but it's just like, it's two months away. It's not like this is March 2020 and it, something got delayed to 2021. No, we're almost at 2021. And no, there won't be like a beam of light and all the bad stuff of 2020 just gets wiped away. No, of course, like I said, 2021 is probably going to be like an awkward phase year. Like hopefully, knock on wood, it's not going to be like 2020 levels of what, but it's just going to be, it's just going to be weird, but 
we'll, we'll get there. It's just the transition and growing pains we just got to go through. But we're almost done with 2020, and then we get to 2021, and we're already starting off with WandaVision. So we're already starting the year off awesome with some MCU stuff. Of course, just because a year starts out awesome doesn't mean that whole year or even most of that year or like half of that year is going to be awesome. I mean, look at 2020. Started off awesomely, at least for me. You know, got myself a full-time cozy gig over at uh, DashCon. You know, got to go to my first independent wrestling show. You know, got to watch the Royal Rumble and see Edge return. And then la-di-da-di-da, right after my birthday, everything just went And now here we are. But anyways, it's almost over. And of course, there's still going to be Thunder Talk that is absolutely nothing that 2020 is going to kill. Again, knock on wood, or knocking on that wood harder than ever. And you know, before I leave, I'm just going to plug my friend Emily's YouTube channel if you're into skincare and makeup and all that stuff. Uh, she is on Instagram at Emily underscore Blake one, or is that oh one? <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep talking here because Dan did trust me with you know putting out some good stuff without having to edit it. But yes, it is Emily underscore Blake one, as in the number one, like the digit one, like I use the four as the digit four for hashtag sexy Thor for UUDD. So if you like skincare and makeup stuff, follow her on Instagram, follow her on YouTube, watch her videos, like, share, and subscribe. You know how it is. I already coached you through it back when you watched my video about clicker treating. So apply all the same stuff to her videos and just keep it locked to the Thunderverse for more stuff about skincare, makeup, comic book history, Saturday morning cartoon history, professional wrestling, everything, all here in the Thunderverse. And this has been WTLK The Thunder. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. I'm, I'm glad um, that we kind of got onto other topics other than just politics. Um, yeah. You know, in the end, the only way to keep me sane is to enjoy the things that I love, which is all of nerddom. And then my, <laughs> uh, my wife, my family, my friends. Aw. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love it. People find all that like in your digital form out there on the internet. Yeah, uh, you can find me at KTSA Rambles On on Twitter. You can find us at uh, Thunder Talk Faithful on Facebook. Uh, you can find me moderating at Noplahoma on uh, Twitch.tv slash Noplahoma. And I'm also on Twitter at Noplahoma. Yeah. It's Beth, Beth Allo of the, uh, the Allo Duo. And your dog is like your your sidekick. Yeah, I try to get him on stream sometimes. He's usually by the time I'm streaming, it's in the evening, like right now, and he's just a lump. Like he's just 
all laid out in his dog bed and he had a fat boy dinner and he's just snoozing. Nice. <laughs> nice. Let's get Adam all pimped out and plugged in here. Well, speaking of video games, when you buy my upcoming Christmas album, then as soon as Ubisoft sponsors us, you'll receive a code to unlock Lightning Lad as a DLC character <laughs> for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's right. That's there right. you go. Yeah, you got to You know, you uh, play for free, but play to you know, pay to win. There you go. <laughs> DLCs. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a money unlockable. It is absolutely. I mean, I would, I would, I would get you as a DLC. Where can everybody unlock money all over you, sexy Thor? Ring of Thunder. And they can unlock their money all over me right here. I mean, um... <laughs> <coughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Thunder Talk Thor, Ring of Thunder Podcast, me going yada, yada, yada about wrestling every week. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff, everybody. Pretty good stuff. I agree. If we were going to have a sponsor, who would be our best, you know, the sponsor we most want? I mean, obviously, like, Marvel or something... But, you know, Marvel has is going to go after, you know, the Joe Rogans and things like that. Actually, I, I, I don't think that Marvel would approach Joe Rogan. <laughs> because well, I think we're Joe. too mature. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I added beeps. There was a whole, like, season two. And that's a conversation. But <laughs> in terms of what? What? Season what? But anyway, uh I had beeps. We were going like with the beeps, full court press, in order to get like maybe not Marvel, but in order for sponsors. And we stopped doing that, and which I'm okay with. You know, it takes time to add beeps. Less work. Yeah. Yes. We less would, work. We're we, more authentic this way. We would need to go with somebody that's cool with fucks and shits and stuff. Well, every podcast I listen to, they don't beep, and they have sponsors, but... Well, what are their sponsors? Give us some examples here. Audible, you know, stuff like Dollar Shave Club, like those kinds of things. Okay. Um, like Native <laughs> Deodorant. A lot of it's kind of like online ordering stuff. Burt's Butt Butter. <laughs> okay i mean since we're so raw we should probably go for somebody that does like wipes oh sure. oh hey, <laughs> hey you know. oh tushy <laughs> tushy tushy bidets i nicole Byer <laughs> has had them as a sponsor toilet she loves paper to talk about tushy you know i would love tushy because you know, maybe I could get a bidet out of it, too. <laughs> and they also sell, like, butt wipes and stuff, I'm pretty sure. So that that may be the correct sponsor for you, oh. wifey. Yeah. Here's my ad read. Toilet paper. It's a thing again. <laughs> I mean, I poop solidly three times a day. It's a thing. <laughs> Same. I wish I did sometimes. That sounds pretty healthy and regular. It I mean, I, I like being regular. It just, uh, everything flows correctly. <laughs> You're the most regular person I know. Yeah! <laughs> regular AF. Regular AF. Mark, tell everybody where they can find you and I. Going, All right. going, going uh, rogue with those cartoons. Dan and I host the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. You can wow. find us on the e on the ESO network. Right. On Apple, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. 
on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives uh, website and Facebook. I think yeah. that covers everything. Oh, oh, and Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter as well. You also wrote a book. Yes. And you do panels <laughs> and you have t-shirts. And... Yeah. So the Best Saturdays of Our Lives book, you can order a signed copy on, if you go to the Best Saturdays of Our Lives website, uh, tbsool.com. The book is twelve ninety five, and I'll send you a signed personal copy. I got one. You all should go get one too. Um, I'm on Thunder Talk right now, so you don't. I mean, you found us. Uh, <laughs> Thunder Talk, just Thunder Talk, Thunder Talk, Thunder Talk, Thunder Talk Pod is our social. At Thunder Talk Pod. Yeah. So Dan, did you move your chair? You moved your chair, your screen. We're getting a new look. Maybe. Yeah. Where's you. Jordy? Damn it. Yeah. Oh, where's Jordy's Jordy? right there. Okay. Yeah. Jordy's. You moved the camera around. Come on, Dan. You see him yet? No. I I, I see your ceiling. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I will believe that you didn't get rid of Jordy. Jordy's looking over us. Jordy's always looking over us. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. You know, he's always like judging silently. <laughs> well, I mean, there is some of that. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes, keeps you honest. That's right. There's judgment there. He's not going to lie. In fact, he'll be more honest with you than, uh, than dare I say, even. Uh... Fuck, I don't know. You know, maybe that was one of the narrative problems of Next Generation. It says everyone's so fucking honest. Like, he'll be more honest with you than Riker. Well, Riker's a straight shooter. Well, he'll be more honest with you than Worf. He'll be more honest with you than Data. You might not understand Data, but Data's being honest with you. And Picard, I mean, shit. He'll be like, sit down, fucking, I guess, have some tea. Do you like some tea? Well, okay, me too. Look at my fish. And then Deanna, I mean, she's on somebody's payroll. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Jordy's, Jordy keeps this whole party going. Speaking of Star Trek... Have you had an opportunity to start watching uh, this season's Discovery? Yes. Yes, I have. I have not, but give us a... What, what, how do you feel? How do you feel? Oh, my God. Okay, it's like seven... It's like segment number uh, fucking, I don't know, 15. Coming in at one hour and 47 minutes. Uh, we don't talk about Discovery. Look in the show notes, everybody. It's right there. Mm -hmm. I'm on season one, episode three. <laughs> Stay safe in America uh, or don't. We like doing it the hard way and we make everything dangerous. <laughs> everything we touch becomes danger. So <laughs> danger, Will Robinson, danger. I, I hope to see all of you uh, at the, the, the darkness at the end of the light. No, that sucks. Sounds Somebody good. else like say something. Okay, cool. Never mind. Mark liked it. Okay. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>
saucy Thor. <laughs> that, that's your post credits right there. Saucy Thor. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, and also, I'm a saucy boy. What? This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.